you're you're good to go. Okay, wait, hold on. Recording in progress. Here's your dose of healthy infotainment. These are genuine conversations and real discussions for your health and vitality journey. I'm Chloe Lavray. I'm Alia Abdullah, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Continua Podcast. Jinx. <laughs> Water smoothie something. <laughs> Song, huh? Yeah, but that's Pharrell for you, right? I feel like all his songs are like so uplifting. They are. I'm sorry. Yay, yay, yay. Hello, so we have everybody. Our guest of the day. We hope that song made you happy. It made us happy. <laughs> From Despicable Me, Just a Cloud yeah. Away. I have never. Despicable Me. It's such a great. It's one of my. I know. Favorites. I've heard. I don't. I don't know why I haven't seen it. Okay. I just know that I love the Minions, <laughs> and I put them in the same category as the Oompa Loompas. So okay. Those are my two. Yep. yep. My two things. I'm always <laughs> sending those little giffies. Anyone that's listening knows that they've received that <laughs> from me. I have. I have actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I know you guys are used to us saying what our sip of the day is, but we're going to wait because we have a special guest who we are going to pull onto this podcast. Vince Lapelusa, welcome yes. to the Continua Podcast. Did she say it correctly? Thank you so much. Yeah, you nailed it. Hey. Nailed it perfectly. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness! Thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me. That was the perfect intro music. I think, like you said, it reminisces tea, just yeah. feel good yes. and, and everything. So I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the tea guy, so that's why uh, that's why I'm here. Yes. He is the founder and creator of the Optimized Podcast. So yes, we'll dig into that, that in, in just a moment yes, and learn a little bit more. I've got my tea here. Oh, what are you yeah. drinking? Chamomile. Chamomile. Something calm and relaxing, okay. yes. Because okay. I, unfortunately, had a very great glass of, it was matcha and oolong at 9 p.m. It was a, it oh. was a mix. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... I like wow, I okay. knew and I was like, mm, I'm not gonna finish the whole thing. I'm Wait, just gonna at take nine PM. Yes. yes. <laughs> Terrible decision. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> the thing is, I love matcha kind of like a I know it's not dessert, but it just to me is a I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. So yeah. I drink it at nine and I was like, Well, wow. I'm not gonna finish the whole thing because I know that there's a lot of caffeine in here. I'll just have a couple couple sips of it, you know. I was up till five AM. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's I was, horrible. It hit me in the middle because I, I did a little bit of work. So I had also some of the blue light emission coming at mm. the same time. So it was just mm-hmm. a recipe for me being extra, extra caffeinated. And then I drank some more the next day because I need to actually stay awake so then I can go to sleep. So then I decided <laughs> that I'm going to settle with some beautiful chamomile. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking it. of matcha, I am drinking matcha. <laughs> and there we go. Complete opposite. Right. <laughs> the energy that... Yeah, it's like the yin and yang. You know, you got a, the energizer and then the That's the, the definition of us. <laughs> <laughs> I Too love it. Funny. I love it. Okay, Vince, please yes. introduce yourself oh to our gosh. audience. Yes. Yes. Thank you guys for having me on the show. It's so much, so fun to be uh, on the opposite side of this. As, as you guys mentioned, I am the host of Optimized and the founder of Fresh Steeps. So Optimized is the show that teaches athletes how tea can optimize longevity, recovery, and performance. And 
it's just been something that pretty much since high school, tea has been a part of my life and really transformed my um, athletic experience as well as just life experience. So, so yeah, it, it started in high school for me and I was in, so I was super involved with athletics. I was in wrestling and football. Those are my two primary sports, a little bit of lacrosse. And during that time I had morning practices, afternoon practices, and just, I mean, you guys are athletes, you know, you're constantly doing stuff. You're constantly working. And it was taking a toll just on me mentally. I had to be up early. Sometimes I'd stay up late studying and stuff. And I wanted some sort of energy boost and I didn't know what to do because all I knew about at the time was pre-workouts and coffee. And for me, I tried pre-workout. Like, I mean, being involved with sports, pre-workout's pretty easily accessible. Just in the locker room, guys have it all the time. So like, here, try a scoop. And so I did. And I did that twice and vowed to never try again because <laughs> I legitimately had heart palpitations during. Yeah, oh, wow. I've, I've heard that. I've totally yeah. heard with, that. With yeah, yeah. That it. I mean, that's kind of what it's for. It's like really to get you amped up, <laughs> but your yeah. heart starts to race mm. abnormally fast. <laughs> Which can right. be dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Super I mean, I, I would get lightheaded during yeah. workouts. And I had to stop. In my I think the second workout I tried with it, I had to stop in the middle because I'm like, this is not healthy. So mm -hmm. I just didn't like that. And then coffee, I never really gave coffee a chance at, at a young age just because I had heard stigmas of people getting addicted to it. And also when I did try it, I didn't like the flavor at the time. And it, it worked super quick. So I had energy right away. And then I, but then I crashed like an hour later, I was mm -hmm. like crashing hard. And so again, I was just like in this state of, I, I was lost. I, I didn't know what to do because I was just like, well, I just got to push through these workouts and get moving or earlier and whatnot. And then my mom actually of all people, which is, it's kind of funny saying that because she is not a tea drinker. I, in fact, I feel like I've given her the, the itch, if you want to call <laughs> it to, to drink tea some more. She recommended that I try just this green tea that we had in our cupboard at home. And this was like probably 10 year old green tea bags, just <laughs> pardon my, my French, but shitty green tea that was <laughs> in, in, in a cupboard probably was there for 10 years. Cause my mom only drank tea when it was, uh, when she was sick, I guess that's, uh -huh. that's all that she saw it as was something to drink when you're sick. And she's like, I think green tea has caffeine. Like, why don't you try that out? I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Tried it, hated the taste, actually just despised the taste, but the functionality, it, it was exactly what I needed. Mm. And so, okay, this is it. This is the price that I have to pay to get the functionality I want is, you know, not good taste, but whatever. Like, that's cool. <laughs> it doesn't age it. like wine, basically. <laughs> right. No. So that's what you, you thought green tea actually tasted like. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my gosh. If I could go and go back, yeah. slap that crap out of my hand back. Um, we all have experiences like that. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's so silly. So, so yeah, I wish so I could I, knock the McDonald's bag out of my hand. Yes. And, and so from like then on pretty much like that was my tea experience in like high school was just green tea bags. My parents would just buy at the grocery store and I would add honey because that helped with the flavor, but I would just let it steep for as long as as I was drinking it. And that through college was my tea experience. And again, I kind of got used to the bitterness of, of the green tea. I just assumed that that was 
how tea tastes, but I got, I got used to it and, and I liked how it felt. Um, and so during, during college, it did, I did start to branch out a little bit into a little bit more finer teas, but it really, really took off in 2019. Mm-hmm. In 2019, I, I hit a point that it was one of those like realizations in life of an existential crisis mixed with a lot of dread going around. Um, so I'll just let people in a little, a little bit. At that time, I had lost a friend. Um, he passed away at the age of 25. And almost immediately after my brother got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And on top of it, there was some other things, but those were like the two big things that were going on in my life. And I realized I'm like, I, I could die basically tomorrow. Like my buddy at 25, very unexpected. And my brother, he was 30 at the time. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Why am I like, do I like my job? And I didn't. And like, Mm -hmm. just where, where am I going with life? So I took the time to like write down my top daily things, like daily routines. And tea was at the top of that list. And so I was like, you know what? I, I can just start a blog and I can just do something with tea, learn about it. I'm like, I don't know anything about this plant. So like, why not just like dig into it a little bit and learn. And what I did, it blew my mind, like absolutely rocked my world at what tea could actually be and actually is. And just the varietals out there and the functionality on top of it. Right. And so it's been, it's been a downhill, just tumble from there, just <laughs> yeah. going into the tea world and just nonstop learning and learning. And uh, I mean, yeah, that, and, and here we are. I mean, I it started from a blog, went to, I realized I didn't love writing. So I was like, what do I do? My brother recommended I do a podcast, which also side note, my brother, he's good. He's cancer-free. So all all good in that, in that regards, but yeah, so he recommended I start the podcast, which I did in 2020. Yeah. 2020. Mm -hmm. And then I just launched the the tea business as of uh, a few weeks ago. So fresh. Congratulations. Yes. Is that, is that what you're drinking right now? Actually, no. <laughs> Should have thought about it. We were trying okay. to plug you in. It's, it's, what it's happened? Okay. It's okay. That's why anyone listening, you just have to try Fresh Steeps, okay? Exactly. But it's what so tea are you drinking at this moment? No, so so yeah, what I'm drinking is actually something I'm experimenting with for maybe a potential future Fresh okay. Steeps blend. One of my absolute favorite herbs that I've been recently experimenting with is called Rhodiola. Do you guys are, are you yes. guys familiar with that? Yes. yes. So rhodiola is what's known as an adaptogen, which if you don't know much about adaptogens, they are remarkable plants that we that we should all be working with in some way, shape or form. There's about 24 adaptogens out there that are known, at least right now. Rhodiola specifically, we'll talk about that one, is also known as Siberian ginseng. And it's grown in the Siberian region, like that area native to there, I should say. And what it does is basically it just elevates your mood. It really alleviates any depression, brings on energy. There's no caffeine in it. So you don't have to worry about that. And I guess I should take a little step back with adaptogens. What's so remarkable about them and why I believe everybody should be working with one or multiple adaptogens continually 
is they help balance out your natural body levels and I'll and that's kind of generic because <laughs> each one has a little bit specific natural body levels we like it, <laughs> we like let's, it. let's dig into that <laughs> right right but also, I know, actually so. even before you dig into that can you yeah. give a light definition of what an adaptogen is yeah so basically and <clears throat> this is kind of what I was getting at but I don't think uh saying that body levels is, is a great but we but we like we got it. you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we like yeah. it because there's definitely it. an opportunity for people listening to grasp what it is mm -hmm. especially because you had a chemical engineering background right yes yeah. so for our listeners breaking it down is great <laughs> yeah and so so trying to just keep it as generic and high level as possible with with the adaptogens basically you you consume the herb in some way, shape, or form, and it'll support specific functions and specific natural systems that we have in our body, mm -hmm. like our, our stress response. A stress response that we all have every single day is a cortisol response. Mm -hmm. Our body releases cortisol every single day. Now, it can change depending upon a few different things like factors like when you actually view light you were mentioning about the the blue light glasses mm -hmm. and like staying up that was that's because blue light triggers your cortisol and you'll be able to stay awake longer now on the flip you want your melatonin and your cortisol to be reversed so that's getting into a little bit of the weeds but what adaptogens do is they actually support those systems so meaning when you drink an adaptogen your cortisol now it it works with the cortisol levels and like what releases cortisol and it can if it knows that your cortisol is a little too high it can actually help your body produce maybe a little bit more melatonin so that it balances out the cortisol on the flip side if it feels like your cortisol is low it helps raise that and it brings you into a more balanced state does that make sense yeah mm -hmm. absolutely that was perfect yeah that was okay. a great yeah. example yeah so when you when you are drinking and I'm assuming you chose rhodiola specifically today to balance out your mood for you, how is it almost instantaneous that you notice uh, a difference? I know for mm. some people listening who might be more used to like an energy drink or just very specific spikes of coffee and all of that. What is the expectation they should get from a tea right. like rhodiola? Yes. And... I'll, I'll leave this actually not just focusing on rhodiola specifically. I'll talk a little bit generic and then I'll, I'll talk rhodiola um, with tea. So the, the beauty of plants is there's, there's a spectrum just like with most things in life. It's not black or white. There's a, there's a large spectrum because when you think about plants, there are plants like a chamomile flower or a green tea where are, they're very subtle as as people like to call them in, in this tea world, they're subtle plant teachers. Mm -hmm. Whereas you have the more in your face plant teachers like a psilocybin or a cannabis or something like that, where uh -huh. you ingest it, you're, you, it you, yeah. Yeah. you know, <laughs> you know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> so you have this spectrum where tea is not generic, normal herbal teas. There are, like I said, those subtle plant teachers. So that's why I always start my day by actually sitting with whatever tea I'm drinking for the day and like meditating with it because it helps, it helps me listen like, okay, like what's it, what's it doing? How's it, how's it reacting in my body? 
And with adaptogens specifically, so getting more to that rhodiola, these are ones that actually you'll notice work over time. So mm. in they do have, and again, maybe a little placebo, but for me, I do notice there's a little energy boost. It's it's like a subtle caffeine boost, kind of very similar, but it's uplifting. It's just very, makes me feel light. But over time, you'll notice that your stress levels, and there's there's studies that back this. I haven't personally taken like blood work. I would love to do that. That's something I'm planning eventually to do is to take my own blood work after a month of me incorporating a new herb. But yeah, it shows like your your blood levels and your, and your levels, actually your stress levels are just more normalized if you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would, that would be really cool now that I'm thinking about it, like checking your vitals in the beginning and Mm -hmm. then checking them at the end after, after drinking it. So with rhodiola, go back to it because you're drinking it right now. When you're saying over time, you have a tea routine where you start in the morning with it or evening with it. And this is Mm -hmm. something you do every day. Is it every, every other day? Yeah. So I, I do, I like tea routines at the same time. I also listen to what my body, I'm pretty in tune with my body. I'll say I'll, I'll I'll toot my own little horn. (laughs) (laughs) You should, you should. <laughs> that was a little too. <laughs> <laughs> really I mean, you did say toot your own little horn, so he was like, "All right, <laughs> I'll give you a little one then." <laughs> yeah, thank you. We'll um, add a sound effect. Oh, I love it. So, yeah. So when I wake up, I mean, I know if something's if something's off, and I will then actually choose a tea specifically for that, or if. If I wake up and I'm feeling good, I'll sometimes I'll just stand at my tea cabinet because I have a big old tea cabinet that I just like open it up and I'm staring at all my herbs and teas and I'll just scan it and whatever I get like a gut feeling I'm like, oh, that's yeah, that's it. I'll just do that. So I do. There are some teas that I work with daily and then there but a lot of the time I'm actually just listening to my body and seeing like what it needs because some teas have higher mineral content mm-hmm. like like more zinc or more, right. um, yeah, just more cer- a specific of a specific mineral. It's like, okay, I kind of want to get that, or I want to, I want this. I want. It's very dependent, and it's a ve- it's a very vast field that you just got to work with. So, you were saying how, like the rhodiola, for example, rhodiola, right? Rhodiola. Yes. Yeah. You have to be drinking it consistently for you to feel the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. but you still at the same time every morning you kind of take a self-assessment of your body and how you're feeling and you go to your tea cabinet and you kind of choose the tea that you kind of feel drawn to that day so do you mix those two together or do you switch off how, do, how does that work it, is yeah. it safe to mix teas together because I know herbs, herbs are super powerful. Yeah, no, they definitely, there are some herbs that you <laughs> that don't you shouldn't mix. shouldn't mix, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and this is a, that's a great point and definitely should be discussed. First off, I guess before this, I'm not a doctor. So. <laughs> we'll put a disclaimer, if, don't worry. We'll put the disclaimer <laughs> yeah. out there. Anything, any herb that I'm talking about, if someone's listening and they're like, I really want to experiment it, experiment with it, and you are pregnant, you're taking any prescriptions, anything like that, 
definitely talk with your doctor because like you guys were saying, herbs are powerful and they inter- they can interact with right. certain prescriptions. Right, and right. quick, quick, quick sidebar. He also yeah. has an episode. I'm going to plug it because I've, I've sent your episode with Dr. William Lee, drinking tea to beat disease to so nice, many different nice. people. So again, if you're listening to this and you're like, Ooh, tea. I want to learn more. Go listen to the podcast. I haven't for sure. listened to the episode. So yeah, I it's will. it's a great episode. I definitely will. Yeah. No, it's a, that's the one that I usually start people off with too. Nice. It's, yeah. a, it's a good one. I'll it's it's okay. it gives a good foundation of of what tea is and how it can really how, how it can really help. And and so there there's this other thing too that I should mention in especially in the tea world. When you say the word tea, to a lot of people that actually references one plant and that is the camellia sinensis. So when you think of green tea, black tea, oolong, pu'ers, white teas, like the ones that people are kind of aware of, those actually all come from the same plant. And it's all dependent upon the processing of that plant that gives you those different flavor profiles. So wow, yeah. I did not know that. I didn't either. I did yeah, not so either. That wow. is a great little fun fact. Yes, it's a, it's like I said, it shocked my world. That was one of the first facts I learned immediately after starting the blog. And that's when I was like, oh, I know nothing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like I have been bumped back a few pegs. Same. Same. <laughs> yeah. So that is important to note because this is going back to your question about the blending of right. the herbs and the teas. I typically never mix like a green tea with a black tea. Mm-hmm. To me, it's redundant. It's you're getting the same benefits. If we really wanted to get into the nuances, some teas have more of something. But at the end of the day, they're the same plant. You're right. gonna get the EGCG is a popular one if people are aware of that. Like that, a lot of tea has, and it's a catechin that has cancer-fighting properties. The list goes on for how many things it can do. Um, so I don't ever really blend greens with any other types of teas or blacks black teas with any other types of teas but I will all the time like blend herbs together. Mm-hmm. So actually for this one, for example, this one, the one that I'm drinking today is a, is rhodiola, obviously, but then there's an African red bush also known as Ooh. rooibos. Yes. yes. Love rooibos. Yeah. So, so good. Uh, so I did rooibos, um, rhodiola, lemongrass, and ginger, which lemongrass nice. and ginger are like just yes. staples. Standards. Yeah. Are. Yeah. They're so good. <laughs> they make, they just, it's like an True. art, if you ever add black or white to artwork, it just brings out the details and brings out, it makes things pop. Mm-hmm. That's literally what those herbs do in your mouth. <laughs> they just Ooh. make the other herbs pop and the other okay. teas just, just accentuate it. The blending of teas. I'll give a little spoiler for the Dr. The Dr. Lee episode. This is something that I learned. So there's a, there's a mechanism in our body called angiogenesis, which basically it's when our blood just supplies nutrients and oxygen to the cells. So it's, it's happening all the time. However, when it happens specifically, we were talking about cancer cells when angiogenesis happens in cancer cells, that means the cancer cells are getting a flood of nutrients. It's like a fertilizer for the cancer cells. And they just explode. Like after angiogenesis starts occurring in the cancer cells, they just explode. And so a lot of cancer pharmaceuticals are, are known as anti-angiogenic type drugs. And what Dr. Lee and I were discussing is that tea has very similar effects to these pharmaceuticals in the anti-angiogenic space. 
So the fascinating part though about this in regards to this blending was they the research that he did and him and his colleagues was they took uh, a jasmine green tea, a sencha, yeah, a sencha green tea and an earl gray black tea. And what they did was they tested the anti-angiogenic properties of each of those teas. Now, for those of you who don't know what the differences are between those teas, essential green tea is just straight green tea, nothing added to it. Jasmine green tea has a little bit of the jasmine flower added to it. It can be directly added or just the scent of the jasmine flowers can be added to it. Earl Grey is a black tea with bergamot oil, which is a citrus type fruit. Mm -hmm. What they found was that the Earl Grey performed the best out of those three, but when they mixed the jasmine and the sencha and tested that, that exponentially beat every single one of the of the teas in regards to uh, the anti-angiogenic processes, which the conclusion that they drew was that by blending, there's a synergistic effect that happens with these herbs in our body that actually exponentiate the health benefits. Mm -hmm. So what I now do is I pretty much just blend everything. If I'm (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, that, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. It's kind of similar to taking certain vitamins alone versus Mm -hmm eating food that has all the vitamins and minerals like blended together combined in the digestive system like they do different things Mm -hmm. and it's more beneficial to to like intake them together rather than Mm -hmm. taking them individually Mm -hmm. the body's so cool it is it is so cool it is it's truly just a machine it's a it's a machine and what I should note is tea sommeliers, they do focus specifically on the Camellia sinensis plant. So that is like mm-hmm. the green teas, the black teas. They don't even mess with the herbs because that's like a whole nother world. So, well, you also you, have to get certified in that too. Like they're herbalists mm-hmm. and they have exactly. to go through a lot of schooling and it's, it's a whole process. You had a podcast episode about that, didn't you? Yeah, I've had uh, yeah. Dr. Perea. She's uh, actually a doctor in naturopathy. Yeah. So, yes. That's another episode that you guys should listen to. It's yes. phenomenal. Yeah. It's all about working with teas for, um, especially for women's cycles. Mm-hmm. It's different herbs and teas that can help with each phase of the cycle, yep. which is fascinating. I mean, especially, I, it doesn't personally affect me, but I still love learning about <laughs> it. You so have women right. in your life, yeah. you know? Oh, well. You can that, teach. That, that, that is true. <laughs> That's true. Yes. But see, the, the women in my life too are they're they're smart. They know this stuff already. I'm, I'm just learning. There we go. I'm playing catch up. <laughs> so I have a, a question around the perception of tea. So again, because yours is tailored towards performance and enhancing performance among right. athletes, what were some of the like conversations that you had with athletes? What was their reaction and perception when you were first approaching them about? tea because I never connected the dots when I was a collegiate athlete with tea. I was drinking the tea, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm doing this because this is going to enhance my performance and practice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's everybody's response. No one that I've talked, I didn't even make the connection and I've been drinking it. It was something that once I started to realize, oh my gosh, I'm doing this intuitively. Mm -hmm. Right. But Again, that connection, that neural pathway, like just never, there was like a blockage. Yes. And then once all of a sudden I opened up that road, 
now all of a sudden there's just a flood of, oh my gosh, well, you can do this for this. And I'm discovering like, again, going back to these adaptogens, how a lot of them like can boost your endurance, can increase your stamina, increase recovery times. I mean, we know about the longevity processes of how it helps with autophagy. And again, these are just maybe some big words, but that's the exciting part is I love digging into those little details of like, oh, so these teas do this. And that's what I'm trying to do, change the perception of tea because people, they think of tea like, oh, it's a nice nighttime drink. Just drinking warm, <laughs> warm beverages at uh-huh. night before bed or something like that. But there's so much more and there, there's so many cool ways that we can we can work with these herbs and teas that can truly it just change the way that we approach a competition mm-hmm. or a, approach our training and you build it into your routines and there's remarkable stuff and I'm not alone in thinking this way mm-hmm. I just came back from an expo it was a the world tea expo nice. and people are starting to starting to catch on to this and I really think it's a matter of time before it becomes a more commonplace in the athletic world amongst every aspect wow that's cool I'm yeah, looking forward to I- seeing that Definitely. Definitely. I, I know for myself, I would not want to drink something hot either before my workout, during my workout, or like right after my workout. You know what I mean? Because you're already very, very warm. So Mm -hmm. you would want to drink something refreshing, like water, obviously, (laughs) or anything cold. Right. So I think there's a perception of iced tea, which is with tons of sugar, you know, bought from the store. So I think if we change people's mindsets about brew your tea, and ice it (laughs) and now you have iced tea and you're getting the benefits that you could still have if you brew it and drink it hot right well can can you actually if it if does the temperature matter with your Mm. ability to digest the the different herbs or plants yeah yes in yeah okay so (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to think through i guess i'm trying to simplify it for people but it's not that simple huh yes and no yeah (laughs) this is this is too uh, again it's my my science side i can't just say yes or no confidently because there's a lot to it um the brewing time and the temperature matters a lot let's just go to like when you brew your tea if, if anybody is ever experiencing an extremely bitter tea, you're brewing your tea wrong. Just straight up, you're doing it wrong. I, as a, I'll just leave it as a very general overview. Brew your tea around 200 degrees and only steep it for like three minutes. That's, that should really, and I can get into more details about specific teas, but just do that. Start with that and then experiment yourself. You'll, notice the flavor is going to be so much more enjoyable. It's going to make you feel better. Like, I don't know if people have ever experienced really upset stomachs when they drink tea. It's because you're over, over steeping it and you're over brewing it and you're getting actually an overabundance of catechins and these other polyphenols that it's actually changing your gut pH level. It gives you, makes you sick. Um, That is really interesting. And I could could definitely see I've steeped yerba mate for like mm. an hour before. 
And it was so bitter. bitter yeah. Because I kind of forgot about it. Like yeah. it was like too hot yeah. for me to drink. And so I kind of just like left it on the counter and then I yeah. went back to it. It was so bitter. <laughs> and then my stomach yeah. started to hurt. Yeah. Yep. Because yeah. I had nothing in it too. So that you know, that, that made it even worse. Mm-hmm. But that's so interesting. So if people use the electric the, ones? The, yeah, the electric teapots. Like, yes. how do you know what temperature mm. the, the electric teapots are at? So, I, I guess I don't, I'm not entirely sure if I know which ones you're referencing. So, there's two that I've seen. But the ones where you plug it in, you know how traditionally you would have a tea kettle. You would tea put pot, the tea yeah. kettle on the yep, stove. On the stove yeah. And you would turn the burner on until it whistles. But yep. then now they have ones where it's electric. You can plug it in and you just flip a switch down and it boils the water and uh, then it's just flicks on. And I've seen some where it's just one switch. You don't you can't see what the temperature okay. is. And then That's others the others where it's very specific yes. Okay. Temperature. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll look into another one then. If the temperature is that important, right. I mean it, you should invest in a good one, right? Right. Definitely. And that I, I have, did not know. I mean, that is yeah, I have one of those where it actually is specifically for tea because you turn it on and then each button will say white tea. Green tea, wow. black tea, yeah. uh, herbal teas. Ooh, and so you let's just... link that at the bottom of this episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For real. It's uh, There's a lot of great ones out there. There's ones that are glass that I probably would recommend either the glass or stainless steel ones because there are some that are plastic. Don't don't buy the plastic ones. Yeah, they'll they'll be know. cheaper, but don't do it. Well, yeah. for like heating plastic. Yeah, that's no, just, terrible. Just, no. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, an awful that's... idea. Um, don't know why anyone thought that was a good idea, but. Yeah, so definitely I would recommend checking that out and investing in one of those. If you're going to get yeah. into the tea game, if you're, it's it's just a good investment. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, if, yeah, it, like I said, yeah. like if temperature is, is important with the brewing process, I don't see why you wouldn't buy. What gets right. back to what you're talking about and what you're doing with your podcast is perception. Yeah. Right. Perception and education. If people have more education around it and they change their perspective then they'll see it as an investment in their health the same way someone would with getting a coach at the gym for training or going and that's a one-time investment right exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is this is a one-time investment right yeah and it's not even an investment strictly in your health it's also in the experience like i said i went how many years drinking tea because i thought oh this is healthy and I was, and that's the sole reason I was drinking. I really wasn't enjoying it that much, but I was like, this is healthy. It's good for you, whatever. Now this is not only healthy and good for you, but I am loving it. The flavors are so, so nuanced and so fun. And people come over to my house and they're like, oh, I'm not much of a tea drinker. I'm like, I will change your opinion in 30 minutes. So like, yes. let's, <laughs> let's, let's work with this. I love that. that that's like a goal of yours when your friends come over. Right. <laughs> Start the timer. I, I guarantee I you that you're going to love tea by the time that you leave. It's it, And it's true. I mean, I, again, toot my own horn. I've been 100% successful with that's that. Awesome. Like people, yeah. With changing people's perceptions of tea when they come to my house. Yeah. Um, well, can we go and, back to the yes and no part of yes, drinking and tea? I, yeah, I wanted cold. to. Okay. Yes. So... There's different ways that you can brew tea. The traditional Western way is with a teapot and it comes with a strainer yep, in yeah, it. Yep. So loose leaf. 
Yeah. Loose leaf. Yeah. Oh, I guess this is not in regards to tea bags. Right. Everyone get off of tea bags. I'll just yeah. leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> you, have an, you have an episode about that too. I have too. an episode about it. We will edit that at the top. If you want to learn more, go listen to that episode. I'm not going to dig into it here, but get off of tea bags. So for loose leaf, there's like about five traditional ways. I'll stick with just the hot and the most common hot method. And then there's the cold method. So for hot, you have the Western style, which is with this teapot and typically a strainer of some sort. And like I said, that's when you're keeping it high level, 200 degrees Fahrenheit, three minutes, steep time, beautiful, boom. And then also re-steep your leaves, especially the loose leaf. You can re-steep your leaves multitude of times. And in my opinion, sometimes the second steep is better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on the flip, if you are looking for a cold, I guess there's three ways is you can either pour the hot one over ice mm-hmm. and you would get the same benefits that you would out of hot brew, just then you can enjoy it cold. The other way is cold brewing, which is, I'm, I'm sure I actually don't know the cold brewing process for coffee, but I think it's the same way. Basically, you just put your tea leaves in what I do mason jars. I fill it with cold water, put it in the fridge. The next day I enjoy it. So it's like a right. 24 hour steep. Yeah. And so this is going back to the health benefits of the, of those teas and the differences. There are differences. The cold brewing will have less caffeine, which is awesome. If you're a nighttime person to work out and you should have done that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with matcha, yeah, matcha. Actually, no, you can cold brew matcha. So Uh. it it brings out less caffeine, which is amazing because with coffee, it's the opposite cold brew coffee actually has more more caffeine fascinating that's that's interesting to me and i actually don't fully i haven't fully dug into that science yet but that's what that's a plan of mine so but for tea it's less caffeine however you actually get more of the antioxidants what they've found they've found that you have more of the the catechins that you want to get and it's a sweeter and smoother taste than you would with the with hot brewing and that's mostly because the tannins and the astringency in the tannins that you have in tea leaves they don't they can't come out as what's a tannin as a tannin is basically what what makes the color of the tea okay and it will so look at a green tea versus a black tea black teas are much higher in tannins and they have that darker more bold color and tannins are what's mostly responsible for for the flavor um but it also the color of your tea mm-hmm. and so like carotene it, for carrots yes yeah yeah exactly so that's pretty much like, like you said the if you want to experiment with the cold brewing i mean i love doing it i love just just cold brewing some some tea especially the like hibiscus and yes He's like that. I enjoy yes. them cold yeah. nine times out of 10. I want that as a cold beverage. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just toss that in my Mason jar with a bunch of other herbs, throw it in, in my fridge and just constantly be refilling it until it looks like it's done steeping. And then I'll just switch it up and keep going from there. Honestly, a mid, a mid workout drink hibiscus right. is yeah. great and, yeah. so, and so good cold. It's so, and... it's so flavorful. Hibiscus yeah. has so much flavor to it. Mm-hmm. It tastes like there's actually sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so and yummy. 
there was one other thing I wanted to note, and this is going back to the perception of tea in the athletic space. Something that I'm noticing and why people are starting to realize tea is, is a good thing. If you look at energy drinks right now, there's black ginseng. teas. There's yes. Yes. To <laughs> <laughs> yes to both. But what I've been finding fascinating is they are now adding this compound called L-theanine. Oh yeah. To, yeah, yeah. to energy drinks. Well, L-theanine can only be found in one of two plants in the world. One is a only one specific kind of mushroom that's grown in, in Asia or Japan. And the other is tea. So tea, this is why the caffeine that we feel from tea and the energy we feel from tea is a lot more chill than right. coffee, for example, because what the L-theanine does, it's one, it's one of the only compounds that actually breaks the blood brain barrier along with caffeine. And how it works is basically it, it's an amino acid that calms your senses. So actually, if you just take L-theanine strictly by itself, it can make you sleepy. But because of the caffeine in tea, they are kind of counteracting and kind of fighting each other. So the caffeine, you like feel you're like, okay, I'm kind of getting boosted. And now I'm kind of coming off of it because they're both like fighting each other, trying to, whereas like coffee doesn't have L-theanine. So you, you get a boost spike. of caffeine. Yeah. And then you, and then the caffeine goes away. Okay. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing it be more so at the forefront and more conversations around the tea experience. Just even talking to you this past, what, 45 minutes, yeah. there's so, there's yeah. so much to unpack and ex explore. Like we didn't even talk about uh, the tea bag versus loose leaf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, again, I, we could start digging into specific herbs for specific functions. Right. We can talk about why people should avoid tea bags we should talk i mean that and that's well, what this i'm is, trying this to do is why you have the exactly yeah, right that, exactly. that is exactly why you have your podcast yeah so and, if anyone uh, wants to learn anything else about anything tea related yeah tap in tap yeah. in because he has some like amazing episodes yeah and you're so Thank knowledgeable you. and you're the host so i can, all, <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine the guests that you have on Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And yeah, and there are far more knowledgeable people out there about this. There are literal research researchers studying tea specifically yeah. for this. And so my, my plan and my goal is to have these people on the show because that's how I'm learning is mm -hmm. just from the source. What are you guys like, what are you doing in the labs? Mm -hmm, how are you mm -hmm. working with people? And it's, uh, yeah. So, I mean, tune into those episodes because they're so fun to make and to learn. And I, I do feel a little bit I, like I'm a pioneer on this journey yeah. because because of these conversations, like no one understands this perception of tea and it makes me feel like, OK, cool. I kind of have this obligation to, to lead this journey now yes. because I've I've committed to a, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Definitely. I think it's so awesome that you're basically blending like your two worlds together because you mm. were a chemical engineer. So you're bringing all of that knowledge into your podcast. And yeah. on top of that, you were an athlete. You stayed active in college. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool that you found a way to blend the two things together that you're most passionate about. This episode we have with you is just merely scratching the surface. Barely. I remember every episode, I'm just, wow. 
Wow, that's so interesting. There's <laughs> yeah. just so much to uncover mm-hmm. in yeah. in this space and in this territory. So yes, you are a pioneer. Yeah. And you're scratching or we're just scratching the surface with this episode. And mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see how the perception, the experience, people's perspective about tea Changes, shifting and yeah. changing over the next five years. I think it's going to be drastically different from this conversation we're having right now. Yeah, I agree. No, I- Completely agree. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I'm and, putting a lot of yeah, time and it's energy just, into it. It's, uh, I think it's fun. This was also opening the door for people to be just more intentional about mm-hmm. the drinking of tea. Because I think people passively drink tea, myself included. Mm-hmm. I drink the yerba mate, green teas. I love jasmine. But I don't really know why I'm drinking it, you know? Yeah. So having knowledge is power, as usual. <laughs> so the more we know about the different benefits of the minerals and the plants and the herbs the more we know about all that the more intentional we can be about like the timing of teas when we're doing it how much we're drinking it you know um (laughs) etc we got you i'm following yes to everything so we have one well we have two questions okay so our question for you is what is your definition of journey i mean in one word it's, it's life right? It's what we we're constantly doing is definitely different for everybody. And it's definitely um, dependent upon, upon what you choose for it to be finding those little things that you want to become an expert in and just going for it and just really just going all in on it and seeing what happens. Because when you do, I mean, that's the biggest thing I've noticed in this past year is once I've just committed to going all in on myself. It's remarkable what not only the the interchanges that happen for you, but all of a sudden your perception and the people you start bringing into your life. And then it radiates and attracts like a magnet. All of a sudden it starts attracting the things that, that you need in life. And um, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Mic drop snaps. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was awesome. We have one fun question to ask you before yeah. we close out is if you had to choose a song for your 2021 year, what would that song be? Oof. What happened last year? What year is it? <laughs> What's happening? We hear oh, you. Oh, man. We hear this you on is, that. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a big question on the spot, too. Um, 2021. He's like, I'm kind of mad at this question. <laughs> no, no, no. I love, I love it. I love it. Um, There was a lot of there was a lot of change in my life and there was a lot of uh, personal growth and change for myself for 2021. Oh man. <laughs> you thought that'd be enough time. <laughs> it, it, it's a Fleetwood Mac song. Changes. Well, I've been afraid of changing cause I've built my life around you. But time Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, If you have any comments, questions, or concerns about this episode, please DM us on Instagram at The Continua. Please tap into Vince's podcast, Optimize, T-E-A. It's phenomenal. You will learn just a plethora about tea. 
other than that, check the show notes. <laughs> check the show notes. <laughs> <laughs>